five, four, three, two. What's up? I'm Natalie. And I'm Cersei. And this is I Rewatch iCarly. Every other week, we crack open some drinks, rewatch iCarly, discuss the hell out of it, and choose a stellar fan to be the pod babe of the week at the end of each episode. It's pretty tight. So be sure to stay tuned. Guys, it has been confirmed that Daniel Schneeday and the FBI listened to our podcast. What? Because somebody got the Rona. <laughs> Right after we released an episode saying that Daniel Schneeday was responsible for COVID-19. <laughs> he was responsible and he was responsible for your COVID-19. Yeah, you guys, he tried to take me out. He thought he tried to silence me. Little did he know I have superior genes and I was one of the asymptomatic folk. <laughs> also, vax and boosted, baby. <laughs> this is why you get vax and boosted. You can't take me down. You can't take me out, Daniel Schneider. You can't hurt me. He really, he really came after you. He said, "Fuck the lawsuit. I'm just gonna take her out with COVID." You thought? He thought. I'm built different. Now that Cersei is a survivor, I'm a survivor. <laughs> a single mom who works too hard and loves her kids and never stops. At the heart of a fighter. I'm yeah, I am a single mom. I got two cats. Uh, this week's episode is titled "I Kiss," and this is an episode that we have been waiting for for a very long time. Very long time since I was born. <laughs> since I was born, I popped out the womb. What are Freddie and Sam gonna kiss? They were like, "Oh my, oh my god, god, a talking fetus!" They're like, "Holy shit." Somebody. Somebody, please. Call, call the FBI. Call the pro-life people. What the fuck? <laughs> Just one look at me as a baby and all the pro-life people are like, uh, uh, never mind. Never mind. Um, we're not taking a strong stance on this. I'm kill, kidding. Kill them all. <laughs> kill them all with fire. You know what? The pro-choice people, they they were on to something. <laughs> yeah, this fucking creature, that's not a baby. That's a goddamn that's girf. a girf. A girf came out of the womb. <laughs> Season two, episode eight. This episode was released January 3rd, 2009. It is the first episode of 2009. January 3rd? January 3rd. Some would say dangerously close to the anniversary of the insurrection of the Capitol. Oh, shit. All right, I'm connecting the dots right here right now. Careful, Daniel Sneed A is going to take you out again. What's he going to do? Hit me with the Rona? Already got that. Survived. Survived. Superior take genes. That. That's why my wisdom teeth grow in and I don't have to get them removed. Damn. Just a trigger warning. Doesn't have to get wisdom teeth removed. <laughs> trigger warning. Perfect in every fucking way. Trigger warning. The cure to COVID is probably in my blood. The government can come take it because I'm very generous. Wow. Trigger warning. The most generous philanthropist alive. Trigger warning. The director and writer of this episode. Uh, trigger warning. Director is Steve Hofer. Steve, Steve Slutfer. Yeah. <laughs> And the writer, even bigger trigger warning, is Danielle Schneeday. Are they them? Ah, 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 ah. Have you seen that there's a horror <laughs> movie called They Slash Them? Is there? No. Yeah. And it's, it's I don't know, it's like about conversion therapy or something, but I'm like, oh my God. Keep my damn pronouns out <laughs> your mouth. Have you heard of the new horror story? Ah, ah, ah. 
In this episode, Fred and Sam are involved in an all-out prank war that turns sour when Sam tells the whole wide world that little Fredward has never kissed a girl. Cue a Drew Barrymore joke. (laughs) Fred's life goes to absolute shit now that his big secret is out. How is he ever going to get over this? Meanwhile, Spencer decides that he wants to ditch becoming a famous artist and instead he wants to become an all-star football player and tries to become athletic. The two genders, (laughs) art and sport. In between is Gurf and Goblin. (laughs) It's like artist, Gurf, and then athlete, Goblin, and then Ochoa. Wow. There are not two genders. There are literally only five. Yeah, there are only five. There are no more than that. It's not a spectrum. It's a sinkery. The science proves it. Yeah, we conducted science here on this here (laughs) podcast. And if you don't agree with it, well, (laughs) you can get the fuck out of here. I'm going to cheat on my wife. (laughs) (laughs) I want money. Back of the Shea apartment. Carly is chilling at her computer. Watching a good old Splash Race video. That is so hilarious. It's a talking foot yelling, I'm not here for your entertainment. (laughs) Um, You're literally a video on Splash Face. You are. Yeah. You are here for my entertainment, bitch. Absolutely. Uh, Dan, really, like, not even one second into the episode. No. Like, the fucking opening hasn't even finished. He said, but. We have barely seen Miss Miranda Cosgrove. Foot, 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 And he just shows a foot. Foot, 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 foot. Foot, 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 uh, you know, foot, he was foot, really foot, he was holding foot, back foot, in the eye Christmas, I guess. He was like uh, like a serial killer when he hasn't killed anyone in a while and he gets like really like oh, I've been so good for so long, but I need to scratch the itch. <laughs> that was Dan Literally. Schneider. He was like, We're opening on a foot, a talking <laughs> foot. I have to. It's been too long. <laughs> I want you to guess who voiced the foot. <laughs> guess what the take fuck? One, I don't know. Take one guess. I want everybody. Can you at least like play it for me? No. I want everybody at home. Can I listen to it? No. You shouldn't have to. Oh. Take one guess. Who voiced the foot? Was it Dan Schneider? It was Dan Schneider. Dan Schneider Stop! not only put the foot in there, he voiced the foot. He turned himself into a foot. This podcast is over. This podcast is over. His kink. No. In one, the first one second of this episode. I'm, this is my retirement from comedy. (laughs) That was, no. Yeah. No, just no. Yeah. No, don't say yeah, no. No, I mean, no. Like, he's fucking he's on his way to bimbo right now as we speak dude he's been in bimbo he's been he's been locked up and he's still getting away with it he can't keep getting away with it yeah but he is but he is not anymore not anymore we're sending him to solitary confinement we're kind of like vigilantes (laughs) we're like batman sending people to jail and stuff speaking of jail speaking of fred shows up at the apartment some would say he sprinted some would sprints up to the apartment he's yelling he's screaming he's shitting he's pissing pissing on himself (laughs) on carly carly's loving it she's like oh fuck what i said about carl pee all over me (laughs) she's suddenly pro piss kink Okay, I'm sorry. Can we? Okay, this is this is a very serious podcast. Yeah. We take our jobs very seriously. So, so let me set the scene. Set it. 
Fred Wardo shows up to the apartment. He does. Sprints in, as many would say, and tells Carla that he just pranked Sam and she needs to call the police. (laughs) Carly's like, why do you want to die? Fred is begging her to call 911. Sam, boom, banging down the door. She's ready to attack. And the sexual tension is palpable. Carly's wearing a penny tee. (laughs) Natalie, what does it say? The penny tee says cookie mischief. Cookie mischief? Cookie mischief. That is about a devious vagina. (laughs) It is. She got a a mischievous little cookie. Like, if I say... I'm going to do some cookie mischief tonight. That means I'm doing something nasty. You're doing something. You're doing the nasty. I'm doing the nasty, nasty style. The nasty, nasty, the nasty mischief style. Yeah. Super McNasty. <laughs> um, Sam busts the chain off the door and flies in with Gibby trailing behind her, attached yeah. at the wrist via handcuffs. Mm-hmm. She starts chasing Fred around the apartment, just dragging poor Gibberoo <laughs> behind her as she's literally beating Freddy up. And Gibby's just there. Gibby is just there. She bends Freddy over the kitchen table, <gasps> takes him from behind. Ooh. No, I'm kidding. But you're not. Almost. <laughs> she bends Freddy over the kitchen table and locks his arm behind him. He he instantly folds and is like, the key's in my front pocket. <laughs> and Sam tells Carly to go get it out. Mm-hmm. She goes to reach into his pocket and then just goes, uh, ew, no. Fred is rock hard. <laughs> That's why she's like, ew, no. Like, Fred is literally pitching a tent right now. He's hot, heavy. Yes. He has his dominatrix <laughs> choke holding him from behind. With an audience. With an audience. An unconsenting audience. Yes, he is cuck holding. He has his dom doming him. And he has his crush up near his little pee-pee <laughs> in his front pocket. That that is like his trifecta for him. No. He he literally creamed no. his pants and Carly felt <laughs> Yeah, Gibby in handcuffs. That's part of it too. <laughs> yeah, it is. He, he loves to be degraded in public, so this is perfect for him. I feel bad for him. Yeah, poor Gibby, honestly. More poor Gibby, because Carly is shocked that Fred handcuffs Sam to Gibby. And Fred responds, being like, she put a dead fish in my locker. And Sam yells out, Gibby is way worse than a dead fish. And Gibby is like, hey, my mom thinks I'm awesome. And you know what, Gibby? We also think you're awesome. That is disrespectful, Sam. Gibby is way better than a dead fish. Rude. Not more Gibby-phobia on this damn show. <laughs> we won't stand for it. I won't stand but for it. that line, that like, line. influenced so many 12-year-olds MySpace icons in <laughs> 2007. My mom thinks I'm awesome. I, I had that as an icon on my MySpace, and I was like, this is hilarious. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. Your mom thinks you're awesome. You literally came out of her vagina. Yeah. She has to think you're awesome. She does. It's the law. It is it is the law. It's the law of the land. Anyway, Gibby is begging, begging. to be freed while Sam and Freddie are just <laughs> foreplaying in front of him. <laughs> Fred releases the handcuffs and the unwilling participant <laughs> sprints out of Shay Shay with the handcuffs still attached to him. Freddie says that him and Sam are even now. But Sam goes, I don't play to get even. Mama plays to win. <gasps> Me when I was in Vegas this past week. I'm going to get you. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But I'm going to get you. Me when I pass the corn later, but I don't have any cash on me. <laughs> but also, yes, yeah, Sam and Freddie would be even. But what about Gibby? Gibby did nothing to no one and he has been wrong. What about Gibby? That is a great question because the Gibby attacks 
in this entire show, Mm-mm. but in this episode particularly is intolerable. I will not stand for it. Gibby deserves more, and it is disrespectful. Which is why we're seated at the moment, because we refuse to stand for Gibby hate. Speaking of more trauma for Gib. <laughs> After Gib sprints out of the apartment, fleeing his non-consensual confines, dun, dun, dun. Carly goes, as if Gibby's therapist didn't already have enough to deal with. Okay, we stand a king who goes to therapy. Also, what demons are Gib fighting that this poor child has to go to therapy at fucking like 12 years old? Bro, I know that whole therapy session is just 50 minutes of Sam, Carly, Freddie, torture. Please, this is what they do to me at school every single day. Please, somebody help me. But also, Freddie and Sam are kind of soup males Mm -hmm. because look at what he was willing to do to poor Gibberoni. Mm Mm-hmm quite sam like of him yeah no quite sam like he's taking notes at after their dom sessions he's like hmm handcuffs good to know she likes he's like i need to impress her i need to show her that i'm a verse (laughs) i can do it too i can do it all uh poor gib you know i'm really i really am i'm pouring one out for him for this fucking episode because he definitely went home and cried. Let's pour one out for Gib right now. I'm just going to pour it on my there computer. <laughs> That's the sound of liquid going out <laughs> of my asshole. But um uh anyway, we're we're in the Shea living room. Spencer is in a football jersey screaming random phrases <clears throat> and <laughs> sports and throwing a football around the apartment to himself. Sam and Carly come in and tell Spence that they just saw a stupid teen chick movie uh, called The First yuck. Kiss. Ew. Spencer is like, ew, disgusting. Uh, Who the fuck would watch that? Literally. The misogyny in this entire thing about this fucking movie is insane. Mm-hmm. It does belong in a mental institution. It does. It was insanity insanity why would you talk about women this way it's just let women enjoy things i hated it like you know some women like cheesy movies why you gotta be a hater yeah like it's because the men wrote it too it's because a man men wrote this episode yeah and they're like ah girl girl movies are so stupid oh my god it's another girl movie another romantic girl movie and also they completely did a 360 on spencer's character to try to like juxtapose this and suddenly it was like boys like football <laughs> boy like sport boy like sport and throw Woo. guard like chick flick and kiss 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 mm, that lame no sport good kiss, sport kiss, fun bad. kiss kiss <laughs> eh. but also i i hated this line in particular they literally say and i quote the first kiss was the same as every other stupid teen chick movie ever made it made me embarrassed to be a teen chick. Yes. First of all, name one bad teen chick movie. <laughs> you can't. No. Second of all, name one bad teen bro movie. Um, all of them. All of Third them. of all, if my high school Twitter ever resurfaces where I believed <laughs> women should not have access to free birth control and I ranted about it incessantly, I cannot be held accountable. Mm-hmm. For these were my feminist icons. Period. Fourth of all, name one bad teen chick movie. You can't. Mean Girls, banger. Sleepover, slaps. Clueless, more like flawless. The Notebook, iconic. Iconic. 10 Things I Hate About You, literally Shakespeare. Shakespeare. What a Girl Wants, that movie's about a girl searching for a long lost father, so we don't speak about that. 
<laughs> trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning, trigger warning. <laughs> trigger warning, trigger warning, lost dad. <laughs> no, literally. Like... This is our representation that we had in media when we were growing up. We were taught to hate the things that we enjoyed. And it, it's still in media now. It's like everything that girls do is bad and basic and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And it's dumb to enjoy things that you enjoy. Like, shut the fuck up. And it makes it worse because men are the ones who wrote it. Like, male things are just as vapid yes. as women are in their interests because everything is dumb and fake and not real. Sports is just as fake and dumb and not real as reality TV. Yes. Some would say reality TV is a little more intellectual than sports because you're looking at people's psychological motives in real period, time, period, 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 and it is period, so period, 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 telling period. and interesting to see how people act in front of other people versus how they act in the talking heads. Like there's like there's like a psychological, like intuitive aspect of reality TV, and it's not stupid. Sports, someone throwing around a fucking ball. Yeah, it's entertaining. Yeah. But is it more intellectual than reality TV? No. No. They're both equally just just there. They're just – it's things happening. It's a dopamine rush when things happen. Like men get so involved in sports to the point where they like follow every single player and they – uh, wear their favorite sports jersey all the time and they do Gay. this and that's all they talk about and blah blah Gay blah and whatever fuck. and like that is so much more involved than women are in mm -hmm. these stupid teen chick movies or whatever or even if it was the same level of involvement it's like one is not better than the other it is just your interests versus my or somebody else's interests like they can both coexist Without making one better or worse. Yeah. I find it really frustrating how, like, dismissive people are of things that are, like, typically feminine. Yeah. Like, stuff like makeup and stuff like that. And then, like, I feel like reality TV is a big one. Mm -hmm. Like, anything remotely feminine, it's not even, like, oh, you're into that? I'm not into that. You know, I, I just don't get it. Whatever. It's, it's always, like, a like an eye roll. Yes. Like, I didn't, I didn't peg you as one of those girls. And it's, like, literally – you play Fortnite for 12 hours a day. Your mom still does your laundry. And if no one chaperoned you, you would sit in the same fucking underwear for a week and a half. So, yeah. I'll be goofing, giggling, and gaffing with the girlies. Yeah. You have fun with whatever the fuck you're doing. Playing fucking Fortnite. Sitting in your own fucking, fucking Doritos. Fucking my cum tastes like battery acid. A girl hasn't <laughs> touched me in three fucking years. I don't give a fuck. Mean Girls is a bad movie. Yeah, enjoy your fucking life, buddy. I'm sure you're having fun. Yeah, on your own. <laughs> like, Here I go again on my, my own. own. <laughs> bow, bow. My dick hasn't been touched in so long. Bow, bow. <laughs> Sam asks why the hell Spencer is cosplaying as an athlete instead of being his little artsy little twinkie boy he usually is. Artsy, artsy, twink. And Carly says that it's his dream all of a sudden, to be a professional football player. And then Spencer says that the Seattle Cobras are holding open tryouts for the first time ever, and he is going to try out. Like, okay, first of all, when the fuck has it ever, ever been Spencer's dream to be a professional football player? When? In the last two seasons and eight episodes, when? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When has it ever even been alluded to that Spencer likes sports? 
sports. Yes. Oh, no, it was alluded when he tried to do that dating profile, but then still couldn't even do it because he wasn't athletic. And Carly said that that doesn't look like you. So that's the only other time. But see, that was him trying to be masculine. Yes. That was him cosplaying masculinity because he was like, oh, women need to like a masculine man, so I'm going to pretend to like sports. Right. But But he's never just been exhibited. No. Watching a game. Yes. That's what I'm saying is that the only other time is when he tried to be something that he wasn't. So like. When when is this his dream? Never. It it don't make no sense, Danny. Mm-mm. And it's not really like this like plot point added a lot to the plot in and of itself. So it's interesting that they chose this. It added nothing. Yeah. So it's interesting that they. I chose did the this. maths. <laughs> I did the maths. I did nothing. Surprise! We did the maths, and it added <laughs> to nothing. Love. It was zero. So they could have picked anything else. Anything that made more fucking sense. He could have even, like, been hired to make a sculpture for the football team. Yes, that would have made more sense. That would have made more sense to where he, like, was hired to make a sculpture and then he had to try to be athletic with all these fucking football players. That would have made more sense to me. Yeah, if he was like, I gotta understand the ball. (laughs) I gotta understand why they're going after the ball. That would have been funnier. Look at us rewriting iCarly in a better way. He starts fucking them because he's got to understand the balls. (laughs) (laughs) Like, hey, bend over for me, will you? He's like, I got to understand them balls. Let me me see them. Let me have a feel. My my other little comment that is not, like, crazy at all is just that I looked it up and the Seattle Cobras is a real team. I was a little bit shocked. Um, And it's like a professional, it's called a professional development football club team, which is like a minor league version of the NFL. At least they were like, okay, you know, he's trying out for a minor league one instead of being like, yeah, Spencer's going to try out for like the fucking Seattle Seahawks, like the big NFL team. But like still, I still like the way that we rewrote it better. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense that he's trying out for a football team. No. At all. No. He would simply perish. He would die. He would crack in half. He would. He would walk on the field and like like, uh, his bones would break. He would literally be like that Spongebob (laughs) meme. I'm not going to quote it. I don't want to get copyright claimed. But (laughs) my favorite little tidbit is when he's playing with himself and commenting. When he's. I got to start over. It, when he's playing with himself and coming yeah, is what you're trying yeah, to say. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Basically, <laughs> that's basically essentially basically. what I'm going to get him to do. When he's playing with himself and commentating on it, Not coming. he goes, he looks, he sees Spencer Shea is handsome and open. <laughs> Pressure, laterals, touchdown. That is a masturbation joke. What the hell does pressure and laterals mean? It means... <laughs> It means coming. It means For those of you can't coming. see, I'm fucking, I'm jacking off the air. She's jacking them off. That's what it sounds like when guys jack off. Yep. That's also what it sounds like when we pour out our drinks for Gibby. Yeah. So, so if you think we're masturbating. Nope. It's just us pouring We're just drinks pouring out. drinks out. Mm-hmm. It's just, Spencer Shea is handsome. Like, okay. I mean, who who can deny? I mean, Who yeah, can relate? Who can relate? <laughs> But like, like, why is he saying like this is such bag behavior to Spencer say handsome? <laughs> I have a football in my hand. I'm so handsome. I'm one of those handsome football Look, guys. So, oh my I'm god! So masculine. Look at me. Look, I'm not. I'm not a little gay little artist. Look, I I hold the ball. I'm so handsome. I, I'm a bear. I'm big and strong. Everybody Urgh. wants me. I'm a top. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That's baggy as fuck. 
now that Spence is the top, he asks Sam to throw him the football. <laughs> the real top in the room. The only top in the, the room. The only top in the room. He is going to run the ball through the apartment and see if the super buff ninth grade girls can stop him. <laughs> <laughs> Sam throws the ball and we just hear Spencer yell, super buff <laughs> and then he hobbles in with the football in between his legs and he goes N- next time if you could just throw the ball a little higher that would be great and then just collapses to the ground yeah he's definitely not a top anymore if he was <laughs> minutes ago he got nothing to top with nothing to top with <laughs> Of course they had to get a fucking ball joke in there. And not even a good one. Not even a good one. Nope. Foot joke, check. Masturbation joke, check. Ball joke, check. I Carly set, check. We are there. <laughs> the girls are chilling on the beanbags when Fred comes in wielding a baseball bat for protection. Mm-hmm. And Sam's like, relax, I'm too tired from carrying the fucking iCarly web show on my shoulders <laughs> to try to kill you tonight. Fred's like, Okay. And instantly sets the baseball bat down. <laughs> Pete Davidson as Chad is quaking. He just going to say that. Stole that bit from iCarly. Okay. I was just okay. going to say that that sounded exactly like it. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. You were like, Pete Davidson? He's on the screen. Oh my right God, now? Peter oh, Davidson. No. Are you? Can you see me? Can you? T- oh, wait. Oh my God. That's just Freddie Benson. Never mind. Hello? 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 Oh, fuck. Fred asked the girls how le film avec le titre de first kiss was, which leads to Sam asking Carly who her first kiss was. Carly instantly gets embarrassed and goes, Sam, which (laughs) A, makes it seem like Sam was in fact her first kiss, and B, causes Sam to be like, what? Come on. We're all friends here. And then glances at Freddie and goes, well, two friends and a coworker." <laughs> at this point, I feel like somehow the iCarly writers are plagiarizing our jokes <laughs> via a time machine and slash or pagan wh- witchcraft because everything we joke about appears in the future. It does appear. We've called him a coworker before. We have called him a coworker plenty of times. You also got COVID right after we released an episode <laughs> saying that Dan bro, started COVID. Bro. bro. It's crazy. bro, 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 bro. bro. We're fucking on to something, dude. I think that we are literally in the iCarly verse. We are. Like, I think that we have melded into the iCarly verse at this point. I have one question. If I'm in the iCarly verse, why the fuck do I still have to pay taxes? Please stop. I'm poor. I can't handle it anymore. Because uh, Spanky's going to come get you and send you to jail. <laughs> and so is the IRS. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Who was that? Oh Whoa. Did you hear that? Oh, my God. What? <laughs> Who the hell? I think somebody's in this chat with us. Well, anyway, I, <laughs> I guess we have to continue. Carly shares that her first kiss was with Ben Hoopshire Hoopshire. under a kumquat tree. And his lips tasted of potato salad. Come. As in ejaculation. Ejaculation. Yes. Quat. Also, this is not the first time we've heard the word kumquat. Also, (laughs) I don't believe this is the first time that I've said this is the first time. This is not the first time we've heard the word kumquat. How many instances are they going to make a case to use the word kumquat? I've definitely brought this up before. I brought up bring it up before. I'm I'm having deja vu right now. It's like I wrote kumquat and I, and then I was like, oh, I don't think they've said kumquat before. And 
And I definitely have because now I am getting flashbacks. I have definitely said, this is not the first time we're hearing kumquat. And yes. also, this is not the first time we're hearing the word kumquat. I've also said that. Mm-hmm. How many kumquats are there? How many? How many kumquats does a kumquat quat if a kumquat could kumquat? How many slutfers could a kumquat quat if a slutfer could kumquat? How many Schneiders could a foot foot fetish foot? How many Schneiders could a could a Schneider voice foot <laughs> if a Schneider foot voice? How many Modellos can a young girl have? During one episode <laughs> recording, the answer, we are now at three. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, the fucking, it just, the kumquat, it's just so aggressive. It gets me every single time. It's like, they're literally saying, a, like, cum on Nickelodeon. <laughs> Were you going to say a slur? I almost did, yeah. <laughs> You're like, they're literally saying a kumquat. <laughs> I was like, it's not a slur. <laughs> Kumquat's a slur for what? I don't it's know. A- <laughs> Anyone who's sexually active, it's a slur. It's a slur. God, I'm not a fucking kumquat. I'm a virgin. (laughs) virgin. God. God. That was Freddie and Sam. They're like, I'm not a fucking kumquat. God, I heard she's a fucking kumquat. Not like Miss Carly. (laughs) Miss Carly's a fucking kumquat. God. She's quatting all those cums. (laughs) Instead of slut. Slut Slut is a slur for sexually active people. God, you just said slut. I can't believe you said that. That's totally a slur for sexually active people. Um, anyway, moving on from, from the slurs, uh, Ben Hoopshire is a script writer, actually, for iCarly. Of course. And he assisted in writing the script for this episode. So he wanted to, you know, jack himself off a little bit. Of course, little known fact, his middle name is actually Circle Jerkelson. <laughs> <laughs> I love how you added the sun. Like, it could have just been Circle, Jerk- <laughs> circle Jerkison. Because <laughs> it's, it's his middle name. Oh, He's yeah. son of Circle Jerk. Right. Circle Jerkison. Of course. Ben Circle Jerkison. Hoopshire. <laughs> <laughs> That's worse than Miss Rona's name. You didn't even say it right. You missed a syllable. You said Circle Jerkison. <laughs> <laughs> Ben Circle Jerkelson. How the fuck do you say it now? Circle Jerkelson. Circle Jerkson. <laughs> Circle Jerkelson. Circle Jerkelson. Circle Jerkelson. We're saying the same thing. No, you're saying Circle Jerkson, and I'm saying Circle Jerkelson. No, I'm sa- Ben Circle Jerkelson. Hoopshire. That time you said it, but when you I edit this, it. you I will hear it. that no. you did not say it correctly the first couple times. I. Do She's not scratching her head. That. I don't think so. Me I don't believe. I don't believe well, you. You better believe it, cause you're editing this podcast. Are you gonna edit gonna it edit so you say it right the whole I time, even though you don't? <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna repeat me saying it right the whole time. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna also download this audio and just record like an extra episode, like a, like a bonus episode. That's just all the times you said the it's bonus. gonna be like less than a minute long. Just all the times you said Cirque Jerkson. What do you mean I'm saying it wrong? We're saying the same thing. That'll be the trailer for us. Like, you know, on Spotify, you could have a trailer, but it has to be Circle Jerkson. We have fun here. We have fun on this podcast. Um. Anyway, Sam shares that her first kiss was with Buddy Hinton in a porta potty at a cuttlefish concert. Ooh. You don't kiss in a porta potty at a concert. 
You fuck in a porta potty at a concert. You kumquat in a porta potty at a concert. You circle Jerkelson <laughs> at a porta potty at a concert. Okay. I I agree. If you're already in the porta potty, like mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. you're going to third base. You're going home. Like you're not just making out. Let's go all the, the way, way tonight. tonight. No, no regrets. regrets. Just love. Just circle Jerkelson. <laughs> just porta potty. <laughs> I so I looked it up because I was like, okay, well, Ben Circle Jerkelson is a writer, so Buddy Hinton is probably a writer. So I looked it up, but Buddy Hinton is not a writer. Buddy Hinton is from the Brady Bunch, which apparently, apparently, Daniel Schneide is a big fan of, and Buddy is a bully that makes fun of Cindy's lisp. Which is me making fun of your lisp. <laughs> no, Natalie, making fun of lisps, much <laughs> like looking for long lost fathers, is something we do not speak about on this podcast. And I can't believe that you just brought it up and especially brought me into the conversation. I'm sorry. You don't even do it right. It's I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry that I have a list. I'm so sorry, I'm so that, sorry that this is what I sounded like when I was growing up. I'm so sorry that I was embarrassed to say the word sexy because I sounded like a fucking child saying it. But I thought guys were sexy. But no guys took me seriously. Where's Buddy Hinton when you need him? Bitch, I would fuck Buddy Hinton, lisp and all. And he would have nothing to say other than, damn, shoddy, you say your S is like that? He'd be like, damn, I don't care. Give me that, give me that lisp. Sexy. Give me that. Five thousand. <laughs> uh, Sam decides she's suddenly in the mood for some potato salad, which kind of fucking gay that she wants the flavor of Carly's first kiss upon her lips instantly after hearing about it. So she dips to go grab some potato salad, leaving Fred and Carl all alone. Ooh. Carly naturally continues the conversation and is of like, course. "So, Fred." Who was your first kiss? Ooh. But then realizes that he's avoiding the question like a pedophile on trial. So she starts interrogating him until finally he reveals. Dun, dun, dun. I've never had my first kiss. Never and then Carly one. says what we're all thinking. Well, what about Valerie? Yeah, we kissed for like half a second at school with a bunch of other kids hanging around. But that doesn't count as a real kiss. I didn't even get to slip my tongue in there. <laughs> Never got to feel a titty up. It doesn't count. God, Carly, get off my fucking back. I didn't even pitch a tent in my pants. God. I didn't even come a little. Didn't even get my dick wet. Yeah, what the hell? That doesn't count. God. You know, how convenient, Dan Schneider, mm-hmm. that this kiss doesn't count as a real kiss. How convenient. When it does, and it was. That this first kiss wet. didn't go <laughs> like this. It's just, you know, it's fake. It's phony. I love this study episode. Do not get me wrong. But, I mean, come on. It's wrong. It's factually incorrect. No, okay, but them writing the Ah, perfect ah, study ah. episode, then realizing (laughs) that there is one fatal flaw flaw. in the plot. They were just like, it doesn't count. But, honestly, that's also what me and all my friends said after the first (laughs) few times we had sex and it wasn't good. So... Let's just let Freddie be a no kiss virgin. All right. I mean, honestly, we've all done it. Freddie was not good enough for Valerie anyway, so he should be a no kiss virgin. Yeah. I said that didn't count so many times. I legitimately can't remember what the first <laughs> in my <laughs> was. First redacted, redacted. I, I'm sorry. I wasn't referring to sexual parts. I was referring to 
pouring a drink out and um, jacking off. And Circle Jerkelson was here in the chat, actually. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to let him have this one because I have been a part of the That Didn't Count Club. I'm going to look I'm gonna look past it because I enjoyed the episode otherwise. Yeah. And and without without this fatal flaw, this episode would not happen. Yes. And us SETI fans, we need to look past this fatal flaw to get our SETI fill. Yes. So... I will look past it just this once, Daniel. Yes, just this once. Just this once. Carly tries to comfort Fred and goes, it's sweet that you've never kissed anyone, (laughs) but he makes her swear that she's not going to tell anyone, especially not Samantha Puckett. (gasps) Carly swears, but But. it's too bad fucking late too fucking late why why because sam was outside the door eavesdropping on their entire conversation Ah, the whole time the whole time wow plot twist literally the knives out of (laughs) iCarly episodes if there ever was one period but after he reveals his secret to carly the tone of the show gets so fucking serious like (laughs) out of nowhere like this is super shameful yeah and freddie gets defensive about carly calling him a no kiss lip virgin (laughs) and he's like it's not sweet it's lame and i was like literally where have i seen this before (laughs) it's sweet that you never kiss anybody it's not sweet it's lame i was like this is something Uh uh-huh and then i was like holy fuck literally rolled the scene and where the millers where julia roberts niece is like i'm sure there's girls who think an inexperienced guy's sweet (laughs) and goofy ass eyebrow boys like I don't want to be the sweet and experienced guy. I want to be the guy that grabs a girl and kisses her. And then his fake sister and fake mom start teaching him how to kiss. So all I want to know is when is Mrs. Benson going to (laughs) get up in this studio and teach Freddie how to tongue kiss a girl via some one-on-one instruction? That's what she did as soon as he got home Mm -hmm. in the tick bath. Mm, That's what the 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 tick tick baths are. are. Mm -hmm. Quote, unquote, tick bath. Quote, unquote, tick bath. Freddie. I want you back Freddy. to your tick bath. Oh. Buddy, I need to ew, give you a tick ew, bath. I can't even. I can't. Child services, child services. I'm sending myself to jail and I'm taking you with me for this conversation. Fair enough. Will we be in the same cell? Yeah. You want to be my bitch? <laughs> I have bad news. I have to pee. You got to go a little piss piss? A little piss piss. We're in the living room now, and Spence is laying on the couch, snuggling his little football while yelling random little phrases at the TV while he's watching football. <laughs> yeah, go sports. Go throw it. <laughs> he loves the sport. Catch it. Run with it. Oh, my God. I love how they're under grass. I love it. It's so pretty. I love grass. He's so soft. Carly comes down and asks him why he isn't training for the tryouts, but he assures her he is because he's cuddling with his little football. Okay, but also, he's, like, into the game. Mm -hmm. Like, yelling at the TV, mad. Baby, this is not the female gaze. (laughs) No. Where is Spencer Shea, and what the fuck have you done with him? Dan got his fucking hands on him. That's what happened. I'm not upset. But just know that I'm disappointed. I I want I want artistic little Twinkie Spence back. I want autistic little Twinkie Spence. Yeah. So 
ADHD king expense. Not this little fucking buff wannabe manly man. I'm a neurotypical. <laughs> I'm a big neurotypical man. Who the hell is neurotypical these days? No. I want mentally ill. I want the home mentally of the mentally ill. Ill. <laughs> For those of you who cannot see, I have a tapestry that says home of the mentally ill. Which has Spencer Shea on it going, ah, I don't know, one of those little poses. Natalie got it for me for Christmas. For Christmas, I did. And I love it. I love it a lot. Well, I'm glad it's getting some use. I love it. <laughs> Carly taunts him, saying he isn't taking it seriously, to which Spencer assures her he is. And to prove it, he does a little wiggle dance. But then he immediately gets a cramp. Carly says she's going to help him train. And to start, she's going to have him build some muscle. Spence is like, how am I going to do that? And Carly's like, oh, I'll show you. Okay. Uh, wee woo, wee woo, wee woo, wee woo. This was sexual. This was sexual. This was sexual. Dan said, oh, let's add another checkbox. Carly and Spencer fucking check. <laughs> this whole exchange was so weird on so many levels. It was just it like. Was weird. It was like, okay, first of all, Spencer's so out of character. Yes. Second of all, why does Carly care? Third of all, why is there this weird I dynamic? Like Carly thinks that she could help him get but like what why would carly ever train spencer like carly's a personal trainer now like carly goes to the gym and can and can make him buff like is that part is that what you're trying to allude to here Dan? like if my brother were slacking on his goals i would simply verbally abuse him that's really all you can do <laughs> as a little sister right as a little sister your job is not to be his fitness regimen instructor trainer whatever it's to be mean. Yeah. I mean, also, it doesn't fit in her character. Mm -mm. Like, since when does Carly know anything about working out or trying out for a professional football team? Also, didn't we, didn't we just see a whole episode about how she loves the fact that Spencer is not normal Ooh. and that he's quirked up and that he's not a normal dude? Who likes football? Wasn't that the lesson that she was supposed to learn? Me huh? think she didn't study hard enough. The lesson that she didn't actually fucking learn. Because she didn't digest it. Yeah. Someone call Mitch the fairy. <laughs> yeah, call Mitch the fairy. Spencer is like, listen, listen, Carly, we don't need to fuck, okay? <laughs> I have muscles. It's okay. Carly's like, okay, prove it. Which she's like, uh, no, I still want to fuck. <laughs> Take your shirt off right now. And do jumping jacks. And Spencer's like, no. And sh and Carly's like, why? And he goes, because I'll jiggle. Okay. Like, Carly, stop trying to fuck your brother, please. <laughs> like, uh, uh, stop. It's, it's uncomfortable for all of us watching this, okay? It's just, you really need to tone it down, girl. It's, it's, it's getting ridiculous at this point. The incest vibes are... So intense. They're off the charts. It makes it hard to watch the show. Yeah. I'm just kidding. It makes it more enjoyable. <laughs> wee -woo, wee -woo, wee -woo. <laughs> Falling right into Dan Schneider's ploy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, let's normalize incest. He's let's like, normalize yeah. pedophilia. Let's normalize them both at the same <laughs> time. And let's throw a little like foot kink in there, too, while we're at it. It's normal to suck your little sister's toes. I swear. I said it. I swear. That was his big plan. 
It's normal. It's normal. It's normal. As Spencer's saying that he's going to jiggle, all I could think about, do you know, like, the sorority, like, jiggle yes. hazing thing? Yes. Okay. That is all I could think about. Wiggle, like, wiggle, wiggle. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> it's like Carly literally sitting him on, like, a washing yeah. machine and, being and like, circling, like, everything that jiggles on Spencer. I always think about that. Like, if I was in a sorority that fucking did that, dude, the amount of things. Dude, I'm not. I'm not skinny. Like it. Like I just think about my little belly jiggling in front of a bunch of skinny girls, and I'm like, I think I'd kill myself. Like I actually think I would like commit manslaughter against my own yeah. persons after that. I, I mean, it's just it's so fucked up that people do. It's so fucked up that somebody thought of doing that, and then that multiple people did it. That's crazy. Everybody jiggles. It's so fucked up that sororities exist. It's so fucked up that I got kicked out of one. I am not going to have any other comments because I wasn't a sorority, <laughs> but we did not haze people. <laughs> Scene cut to Carly in a wheelbarrow yelling at Spencer through a bullhorn as he wheels her around the apartment. Be a man. Stop jiggling. I didn't like that. He stops and complains, asking how long he's been running for. Carly goes, only one minute and 45 seconds. He says it's so boring just going around in circles. So Carly tells him to take her up the stairs then. Scrawny little Spence tries hauling Carly up the stairs in the wheelbarrow as he's yelling, what have you been eating lately? Not both of them simultaneously fat shaming each other. Yes! I was just going to say not Spencer trying to call Carly fat when that man couldn't even pick up a fucking brick if he wanted to. Literally. That man is so fucking scrawny. He is one to fucking talk. And literally fat shaming her when she's not even fat. Also, uh, Carly's a growing girl. It's normal for teenagers to increase in size. Yes. They start out children and then they turn into adults. They're getting bigger, my friend. Okay. Sorry you're just a little bitch. A little bitch boy who can't pick up any fucking weights. Carly probably weighs like 50 pounds. You're telling me that you can't lift 50 pounds? Yeah, you can't fucking That's wheel crazy. around a 13-year-old girl. I mean, I believe it. He's a fucking twig. Yeah, well, that sounds like a him problem. But he problem. doesn't have to fat shame his sister because he's embarrassed. Yeah, embarrassing. It is a him problem. Dan said fat shaming? Check. Fat phobia? Check. Incest? Check. His list is getting longer and longer for this episode. Siblings fat shaming each other in a sexual situation? Check. Check. Crazy. Anyway, we're we're live on iCarly. Thankfully, we are out of the fucking fat shaming. Ow, ow. The girls introduce a new movie they put together, and it's called Kelly Cooper Terrible Movie, which is the plot of not another teen movie, but make it Nickelodeon, where Carly plays Kelly Cooper. Sam plays the mean, popular girl, Natalie. I know you love that. You're so smug right now. Like, um, I'm the popular the mean, girl. Popular I'm the girl. mean, popular uh, girl. Anyway, Gibby plays the hot boyfriend, Chad. Of course, his name is Chad. Anyway, so like this ugly kid, Gibby, like plays like the <laughs> hot like, guy, Chad. I don't know why he got that role because my boyfriend should have gotten that role. Um... <laughs> um uh, anyway, so, in the end, in the end, Kelly Cooper becomes, like, the cool kid, which, ugh, lame. And Natalie, you know, she comes in freaking out, yelling, I can't believe this. I can't believe you've done this. I never <laughs> lose. And Gibby goes, 
I guess you got your comeuppance during her little breakdown. And then Kelly just goes, sorry, Natalie. Or should I say, Nataloser. Nataloser. <laughs> I just love the word comeuppance. Yeah. It's, it's just so like, fun. It's a punchline. Just saying it is a punchline. <laughs> I guess she got her comeuppance. I have nothing to say because it's just so random. It's, it's so also funny. Punchline and Barry. Yeah. It's so funny. It is funny. Uh, I vividly remember us watching this episode because of the Nata Loser. No, but Nata Loser, that's the name on your birth certificate, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, this is me. This is literally my life story. Yeah. That's like what Natalie's short for. Yeah. It's just like, it's like you are Nata Loser. Yeah. So I don't know why this is such like a, like a, like a, like a breaking news thing in your brain because it's like, you just are Nata Loser. You are a Nata Loser. Right. Yeah. 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 You choose to go by Natalie because it's less embarrassing. Right. But yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I know what's on your birth certificate. I know, but you didn't need to you tell everybody. That's it. like embarrassing. That's like my big secret. Like you just put like a salmon Freddy on me. Okay. I'm going to go into hiding. Well. Okay. <laughs> Carly goes to wrap up the show just like I'm about to wrap up this show. Fuck you. But Sam is like, hold up. I have something I want to say. Everyone is very confused, but Sam asks Fred to show himself to the camera and then tells everyone that last week Fred handcuffed her to a nerd. Mm. Uh, Gibby is much more than a nerd, Samantha. Gibby is a multifaceted young man. I was just like, he's not even a nerd. No. If anything, he's like a loser, <laughs> perhaps a weirdo, perhaps strange. Perhaps a gibba loser. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a gibba loser. I'm not saying he's a right. loser. I'm not saying he's right. a weirdo. I'm not saying he's a freak. No, he's a prophet. But he's those a god. would be more accurate than nerd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In my book, he's a prophet. He's a god. But I'm just saying, like, right. if you're going to insult him, which I would never do because right. I adore him. Right, don't have on this podcast. Nerd is, like, the least accurate insult. Exactly. It's so inaccurate that it shouldn't even shake him. It it's like when someone calls me ugly, I'm like, like right. okay, you can call me annoying, but calling me ugly is just so obtuse. Yeah. Like, you clearly have not actually looked at me because if you exactly. did, you would know that I'm not ugly. So the fact that you're saying that. You would know. Just knows I look like a very sexy little boy. Right. And... You're wrong. And you're exactly. Wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. That's what Gibby's saying. You're He's wrong. Like, I am a sexy wrong, wrong, little wrong, boy. Wrong. My mom thinks I'm awesome. I am not a nerd. They clearly don't know me. And that is crazy of them to say. Exactly. Sam then reveals that Fred's deepest, darkest secret is that him and his mom are in love. Oh, I mean that he's never actually kissed a girl. <laughs> never. Not once. Except for his mom and except for that fatal plot hole with Valerie. But still, he's never kissed a girl. Carly and Fred are literally standing emojis, paralyzed in shock. Fred drops the camera and the iCarly feed cuts out. I mean... When you say that little joke about, like, his deepest, darkest secret is that he's secretly in love with his mom, mm -hmm. I was like, you know, maybe it isn't too far off that Mrs. Benson is going to come in and teach him how to kiss. Yeah. On her. Yeah. 
So, so perhaps I was onto something earlier. You were definitely onto something. Our minds were melding, just not at the same spot. Yeah. We had the same conclusion. Yes. It's just we were at different speeds. Right. And that's okay because we both got to the same conclusion. My favorite part is that Sam is saying this directly to the camera that Freddie is in fact holding yes. and has control over. Yes. And he's just letting her. Yeah. After her speech. Sam goes, I heard it myself and Carly's a witness. Like <laughs> literally as if she's in court. I was just going to say you're waiting for like a lawyer to be like hearsay, um, objection, hearsay. <laughs> she's like, no, no, no. I was there. I heard it myself. She had our tracks covered. She was like, I heard it. Mm-hmm. She's there. No one is saying objection. Nobody can object. After Sam dips, Freddie finally drops the camera and cuts the Carly feed, but he drops his fucking camera just on the ground yeah like i get that he's in shock or whatever but like that is an expensive <laughs> piece of equipment and he definitely fucking broke it yeah and it's never addressed again yeah uh, and this is something you know what i forgot to address something in the previous episode when we opened up on i christmas and there's fucking fake snow and they're in a sleigh uh-huh. and they're fucking da-da-da. what is the budget on iCarly? i mean what is the budget i mean what fred, is the budget fred and let me take it a step further what's the bujat Where's the Mune coming from? I don't know. Um, I do know because Carly's in the 1% and I'm pretty sure Fred is also in the same 1% since they both live in the same apartment complex. And Fred clearly has all this fucking equipment. So he definitely like has some money, you know? So that's probably where the budget is coming from. Well, then I also, I guess technically from the government because Carly's dad is in the military and that's where the money comes from. So technically Joe Biden is providing. Our tax yeah. dollars are payrolling iCarly yeah. the yep. web show. We we are the ones funding iCarly. It's not iCarly, it's we Carly. <laughs> I think that's the funniest thing that's ever been said on this podcast. I think I'm I can never say anything ever again. That's it. That's the ultimate joke. That's just perfect. It's not I rewatch iCarly. It's we, we rewatch iCarly. Rebrand alert. No, we rewatch we Carly. <laughs> <laughs> the communist manifesto rebranded this is what the leftist wants this is the leftist agenda this is the future the leftists want they want we carly they don't have any i carly it's we carly oh What's my up with god that? they're teaching that in schools that's a critical race theory is <laughs> that it's a we carly they want a we phone you know the meme that's like communism when no iphone it should be communism when we phone <laughs> Again, like, I'm done. Like, that's the funniest thing that's ever going to happen on this podcast. That's so funny. (laughs) All right, guys. Anyway, in two weeks. uh (laughs) (laughs) You know what's really funny? When, like, the writers just were like, damn, I didn't think of that. That is so fucking funny. That could be, like, a a whole sketch. On SNL if they were to hire us. Yeah, so now, now that I have broken Cersei officially... And she has nothing else to say. I must continue this podcast on my own. So if you hear any random inputs, it's the IRS and it's not Cersei. We're at the school. She is correct. (laughs) Carly is trying to yank Fred into the school, but he's begging and pleading not to go to school since he's going to get made fun of. Fred is wearing a disguise, very loosely using that term, of an afro- a fedora 
and sunglasses, which Carly thankfully tells him to take the fuck off and says he's being dramatic. And you know what? Here we go again with the afro. They had Sam wear it. It's probably the same fucking wig. I didn't even think it was an (laughs) afro until he said that. Oh, my God. Do you guys hear something? (laughs) I thought it was Jack Harlow, white boy, curly, passing wig. Yeah, I think that the fedora uh, makes it look less like an afro and more white because the fedora is in and of itself very white. It's serving Jufro. (laughs) Guys, my new co-host is the IRS. (laughs) Hello. I hope I get a tax rebate. File your taxes or pay the consequence. Ah, I want Cersei back. I don't want the IRS anymore. Please get her out of Bimbo Penitentiary. Bring her back. She's dead, bitch. The IRS is here to stay. This is government propaganda. Just keep going with the podcast. Okay, anyway, this outfit or disguise... That Freddie is wearing is way more embarrassing than him being a no-kiss-kiss version. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I'm scared. (laughs) Um, as, As soon as the disguise comes off of Fred, a group of guys come up and start making little kissy noises at him. Fred asks for his afro back from Carly, but she tells him not to listen to those stupid group of boys. Okay, how is this even bullying? <laughs> if anything, it makes them look super fucking gay. Bag behavior. Like, okay, you want to be Fred's first kiss. Shall I escort you to the Gay Straight Alliance this Wednesday? They'll be meeting after school in room 307. I heard there's going to be pizza. Like, literally, what is... How is that bullying? That's baguette behavior. That is a great point, IRS. Thank you. That is a great point. That is bag behavior. If I have ever seen a bag before, it's right here. It's the biggest bag I've ever seen. It's been here making kissy sounds. Like a group of boys decided between themselves that they were going to go up to Freddy and make little kissy noises. That is bag behavior. No, I'm going to audit them. Then... A teacher beelines it for Fred, saying that he heard he has never kissed a girl before. Embarrassing However, that is no issue because he just needs to cock Penis. his shoulders and yell, I am Freddie Benson and I have oh, never kissed a girl. <laughs> Which causes the entire hallway to bust out into laughter (laughs) and the teacher starts yelling stop that stop laughing at this unfortunate misfit and to add the cherry on top creme de la creme a group of second grade girls come up and all start laughing and taking pictures of freddy smh few comments here yeah another instance where a teacher watches iCarly Again? Like, did this teacher watch that Someone call the authorities. That's weird as fuck. Weird, weird. And then also retain the information that one of his students, a child at his school, has never kissed anybody. And then he decided to do something about it. Weird. All of it weird. Big weird. And also, teachers should just stay the fuck out of shit that does not concern them when a child has not even gone up to them for help or anything like that. Like, Fred doesn't even speak to this teacher. So, like, why Uh -uh. the hell is he involving himself in this drama and making it worse? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I totally agree Mm -hmm. with you. 
Mind your goddamn business. I just want to say, Natalie, a lot has happened since I first watched this episode mm -hmm. with Cersei because I'm always lingering in the background. Right, of course. But now I have not fully digested mm. anything that has uh. happened between us, between you and Cersei. Yes. Anywhere. Because a grown man a grown called man. A, student a student an unfortunate misfit. <laughs> and it's been living in my head rent-free all fucking week. <laughs> this unfortunate misfit, week. if an adult called me that, I would simply perish. perish. But also, an unfortunate misfit is a more accurate insult to Gibby <laughs> than nerd would be. Damn, Sam, you hear that? Take fucking notes. Do you hear that? The IRS is giving you a goddamn lesson in how to insult somebody. Yeah, hell yeah, I am. I have thoughts too. <laughs> Just because you submit via TurboTax, <laughs> you think you can silence me. You can. I have thoughts, I have opinions, I have ideas. <laughs> and this whole country thinks that I'm a nuisance. And frankly, it's not okay. No. I pay for your roads. <laughs> I pay for the subway systems to be improved mm -hmm. and constructed mm -hmm. upon. I pay for the railway systems. You tell and them. no one appreciates nope. me. It's not my fault that billions of tax dollars goes to war. I don't want that. I am here for the U.S. American people, mm -hmm. and I want to make your lives better. And if you would vote <laughs> for people for the who IRS. against defense spending then we could have high-speed railway systems. Mm -hmm. So go to the polls. Pokemon, go to the polls. Whatever the fuck Hillary said. Uh, we get political on this podcast. We get topical. You know, the IRS just went on a campaign, if you would, on this podcast. You know, I'm afraid now because first Dan gave Cersei COVID, and now I think the IRS is going to audit me. I won't audit you. Okay. A loyal tax-paying citizen. Good. Thank you. Thank you. However... Do you want to play a game? No, but I do want to have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Full circle. Oh, my God. Welcome back. Cersei's back in the studio. She's been released from prison. Fuck. I was going to keep that up the whole time. She's been unpossessed from the IRS. <sighs> no, dude. The IRS <laughs> locked me in a fucking cage. I've been banging this whole time and no one could hear me. I've been trying. I've been asking. But I didn't want to get audited. I was scared for my life. I thought I thought I was going to have to do the podcast with the IRS for the rest of my life. Dude, that weirdo talking about trains and yeah, shit. I, I just fucking killed him. I fucking. Oh, hell yeah. <clears throat> Damn, from behind. He's dead. dead. Rest in peace, the IRS. The IRS is dead. We don't have to file our taxes hey. anymore, you guys. No more taxes. But maybe we should if we want that high-speed railway system. Oh, That's right. <laughs> it's been me the whole time. Ah! I'm so sorry. I Carly. I Carly. I Carly. Okay, so the teacher, who is Mr. Devlin, is played by Adrian Neal. Who was also in I Promise Not to Tell. And sadly, this is his last episode that he is in. Oh my god, I thought you were going to say he died. He dies. Rest in peace, the IRS kills him. I would never. He knows too much. I'm happy that this is just his death and I, Carly. You really lined it up like, but sadly. Sadly. I mean, they literally, they were like, all right, you're going to get involved in Freddy's life. And then you're going to get canceled on I Rewatch iCarly and you're not allowed to go on the show anymore. So, got to go. Stay out of bitches' lives. Bye. Whatever. Carly finally agrees that it's probably best for Fred to just go the fuck home and never show his face. Ever. 
again. All right. What is the fucking truancy <laughs> policy at this school? Great question. You get days off for being a fucking nerd virgin loser? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wish my high school had that policy. <laughs> I would have never had to show up a day in my life. Yeah. Not a single day. Not a single day. And, like, did he just call his mom to come pick him up? Does Miss B then not have a job? Amen, sister. You're <laughs> so right. Like, did he Uber home? What did he do? Who fucking knows? This show makes no sense. They said, hey, you know what? Nothing matters. Nothing matters. Anything can happen. (laughs) Back in this shitty apartment, Spencer is home alone. Now, imagine if I just edited in (laughs) the entire audio of the first Home Alone right here, right now. Not sped up, not anything, just entire Home Alone movie. Yeah. And simply voiced over Spencer every time someone said Kevin. That would be hilarious. I won't do that, though. Just because she's not editing the episodes. Yeah, that's the only reason why I'm not <laughs> doing that. That's the only reason why you guys aren't getting it. <laughs> Spencer's home alone, and here's a knock at the door. Gibby is waiting outside. Gibby! And says that Carly sent me with a list to train Spencer for the football tryout since she couldn't attend the workout after school today. <laughs> I'm like, is it really this serious? Isn't he trying to be an artist? Is he is he going to abandon his artistic dreams to be a footballer? Why yeah. why was Gibby sent? Why is yes. it this serious? He is abandoning his dreams because apparently his dream now is to become a professional football player because that makes sense because he's going to give up all of his hopes and dreams that he has had and built up the last two seasons and seven episodes just to do this. I mean, you would think, but Spencer is like <laughs> Hey, listen, that's really nice, Gibberuni, but I'm already over it. Uh, ADHD king. Uh, Hyperfixation. Uh, Dunzo. I'm quirky. Uh, I'm not like other guys. Uh, I'm severely mentally ill. And if I'm not getting that fucking dopamine rush of trying something brand new for the first time, then I give up on it. So. I'm actually not going to go through with tryouts. Mm. Teehee, thank you so much. So, uh, go ahead and do whatever Gibbies do. I want to know what Gibbies do. I love assigning Gibby as some sort of species. <laughs> it's like girth, but more butch. Okay, so there's six genders then. Yeah. There's girth, goblin, Gibby, Ochoa, Artist and athlete. The six genders. The six genders. Choose your fucking fighter. Yeah, I think I'm a Gibby. I'm still a girl. Yeah. Gibby looks around, <laughs> grabs a cup of coffee, and chucks it in Spencer's face. And Spencer's like, why? <laughs> and Gibby's like, Carly said to splash you with water if you're being lazy. But that wasn't water. That was hot coffee. <laughs> oh, well, uh, can I have some water? No! <laughs> <laughs> it was that was great that was great dialogue that was, great. That was good i i enjoyed it i enjoyed it because it's like gib looks at the list and he's like hmm what do i do pick up cup with water then splash water All right. in spencer's face okay finds cup throws on face it's clearly coffee like it's like black coffee it is dark and then Gibby is confused. And he's like, oh, I did not execute right. what was on the list. So, Can I get some water? Anyway, about that water. No. Also, um, if Gibby actually did pour scalding hot coffee on Spencer's face, Spencer would have been in the hospital. He should be a burn victim. Yeah, he should be a burn victim. Gibbs like, look, I promised Carly I'd work out with you. And then he unzips his jacket, 
rips it off so he's shirtless, uh-huh. a la Gibe, yep. and the Wu track yep. just starts going wild, <gasps> and he goes, so let's do this! <laughs> I'd rather not do it. I'm honestly a little bit shocked that it took this long for Gibby to be shirtless in this episode, since we have already seen him, so... I will give them props for that. They waited. Patience. However, the Wu track going wild as a child takes his shirt off seems a little Mm -hmm. bit Mm -hmm. pedophilic to me. You know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. I agree with what you mean. Nothing really else to add. Just like weird. Okay, Nickelodeon. Strange. The Wu track was going a little bit too hard. For Gibby taking his shirt I was like, off. Oh yeah, Gibby. Oh my like, god, yeah. I love it when you take oh, your shirt you off nerd. and you're a minor. You're like, yeah, you're like you twelve. Oh my it. god, huh? take it off. I love it. I love it. I yeah. can't. And I was just sort of like, this is Nickelodeon. Yeah, that was like literally like that was a quote. That was like the actual Wu track that they played on Nickelodeon right now. I just keep thinking about the way <laughs> they made this chubby little kid yeah. rip his clothes off in front of a camera yep. so many fucking times. It makes my brain hurt. So you know what? Instead of expounding on how awful and gross this is because it's so awful, so gross, we could chat about that for hours. I'm just going to say, aww, isn't it so sweet? Gibby's such a good friend. Mm, yeah. What does he owe these people? Nothing. All they do is bully him, and he's still just like, I'm going to help Carly out because she told me I have yeah. to train her brother, so I'm going to go to her house, and I'm going to resist this grown man when he says no. Yeah. He could be home watching cartoons. One quick comment about, you know, poor Gib taking his clothes off. Um, they're also making him do this right after Spencer just fat shamed Carly for jiggling. Or sorry, Carly fat shamed Spencer for jiggling. And Spencer fat shamed Carly for weighing too much. And then they're like, take your shirt off, Gibby, and jiggle. Oh, my God. Canceled. That is so fucked up. Yeah. So the juxtaposition here is crazy. It's literally just like, ha, <laughs> ha. This kid's chubby. <laughs> it's funny when he's shirtless. <laughs> Go die, Dan Schneider. Yeah. How dare How you? How dare you? But to to your good friend comment now, because uh, we won't go on our hours-long rant about Gibby being shirtless. It would never end. Gibby is such a pure human being that he deserves nothing but the best in this world. And I love him to the ends of the earth. And the fact that there is so much Gibby-phobia in this world and in this series just really, you know, makes me sick to my stomach. Yes. But they are so evil to him. You are correct. Mm -hmm. They literally handcuffed him to Sam earlier. His bully. Called him worse than dead fish. His abuser. They handcuffed him to her. And yet he still was like, I am a friend to Carly and I will do what she merely asked me to do to come here Mm -hmm. and help her brother Mm -hmm. after school after my long day at school, I'm going to go to somebody else's house, my abuser's house, and help her brother that I do not need to do, and I could be at home. And physically train yeah. her older brother? physically train. Not just hang out. Not just fucking vibe, make a, make a sculpture with. No. Physically train. 
pump metal. That's insane. Gibby deserves so much better. And you know what? What? You know, in the first Scooby-Doo movie mm-hmm. where they need a pure soul. <laughs> to sacrifice. Yeah. That would be Gibby. That Gibby would be, be Scooby in the iCarlyverse. Yeah. He's I'm the pure soul. I'm literally gonna cry. He's so pure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sob. He doesn't I, deserve. He does any of this shit. He is better than this, Gibby. I'm so sorry. I'm gonna pour another one out for Gib. When has Gibby ever done anything mean or selfish or rude? Nothing. Never. Never. He's so sweet. He is. He is a literal angel. And that's why Emily Ratajkowski dates him later on in the show. Period. So. Period, because it's the personality. Nice people. guys finish last. Me thinks Me not. Thinks not. It's all about the personality, mm-hmm, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, let's not go on another four-hour Gibby rant. Let's let's move on. Anyways, <laughs> Spence is like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, sure. How about this? Here's a ten dollars. Uh, you go uh, take the bus, and I'll run to the park, and we'll see who gets there first. And then shoves Gibby into the elevator. In the exact same way that you shove a cat turd into a litter genie. <laughs> and the whole time, Gibby is like, but, but I, but, but I but, promised but, Carly, but, 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 but I'm but, supposed but, to help but, you. But, but, but I said, I said I would do this for Carly. What about, you know, I said I wasn't going to go on another four hour ramp, but I'm going to go on another four hour ramp because poor Gibby's just trying to help Look his at him. not even friend out. He's trying and so Spencer hard. He's so fucking He's mean trying to him. so like, hard. Even Spencer is abusing him. Stop. I'm going to cry, Gibby. I'm going to cry. Gibby, like, is so disrespected underappreciated Underappreciated. he's literally just like he's literally he's he's literally being shoved into an elevator and he's still just like but But i i i I know you're trying to get rid of me but i I promised carly i have to do this for carly like i I told her that i would do this and i I can't fail her stop i know like my eyes are like watering literally like i can't i we have to move on because i'm going to sob if i think about this anymore i can't we're on the (laughs) iCarly set carly is dumping out and i quote inexpensive meatballs into bowls don't want to know what's in there yeah (laughs) sam comes running in apologizing for being late and asks where Fred Weird is. I just want to say that that is an actual line yes. and not us changing Freddie's name like we usually do. Yeah, no, that is end of She quote. says, where's, where's Fred, Fred Weird? Weird? Carly says that he isn't coming. And Sam is saying how unprofessional that is since he's already stayed home from school all week, missed two iCarly rehearsals. And now he's missing the show, too? Oh, my God. Unprofessional. Fire him, Sam. We're, like, 12 years old. That's so unprofessional. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just love how they, like, made her the spokesperson of professional. Yeah. She walked in, and she was like, hey, uh, sorry, I'm late. And Carly was like, you're always late. Yep. And then she was like, wait, Freddie's late too? Fucking Fuck him. Fucking un- unprofessional if I've ever fucking seen well, it. Well, she was like, I might be late, but at least I'm still fucking here. So hey. Fred's not even here. Carly starts going off on Sam saying how Fred is so depressed that he just sits on his fire escape alone and doesn't talk to anyone. Not even his mom. 
his lover. And him and his mom are makeout buddies, so you know that's a big fucking deal. You know that's a big deal. She gives him bi-weekly tick baths. And now they're silent bi-weekly tick baths. And we all know what tick bath means. Hey. And, it's mm, and their and mother and son. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a tick bath. <laughs> Carly tells Sam she ruined Fred's life and she doesn't even care. Sam is like, okay, fine. I'll go apologize. But Carly says, no. That's not good enough because kids are still going to make fun of him and that she went too far with this one and can't fix it. I love when iCarly gets serious like this. Jeanette McCurdy, she sells it. She does. She makes it real. She makes it real. Like where you're like, oh. You're like, oh, shit. Oh. This is this is bad. This is not good. I'm going to be honest. Miranda Cosgrove being angry didn't <laughs> did not sell it to me. But Jeanette McCurdy, like, feeling yeah. what Miranda was trying to sell You're and like, being like, oh. okay, 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 I'll go apologize. Yeah. It's just, I love how it, like, switches all the time, just, like, super serious out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, Carly, please, fucking relax. I think it's very interesting for a kid's show to really commit to that, like, they committed to the bit. tonal shift just out of nowhere. Yep. Like, exactly, like, we were expecting this to happen in the previous episode, where Freddie was, you know, just sort of getting treated badly. Mm-hmm. We're like, oh, this is going to be a serious episode where they're like, hey, we're we're mean to Freddie and he's pissed about it. Didn't fucking happen. Nope. Yeah, no, Freddie's literally about to K-word in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's very serious. It's very serious. Incredibly serious. Well, after we find out that Freddie's about to literally K-word, their alarm goes off, which means it's iCarly time. Ow, ow. But how is Sam supposed to do iCarly now that she feels all depressed Mm. carly has absolutely no sympathy and tells her to just get in front of the camera and do it listen sam we do it every two weeks so (laughs) you can do it too girl it's not that hard okay speak for yourself (laughs) you're the sleepy crabby one i'm vibing i'm always vibing i'm always having a a bit i meant that the two of us are depressed and mentally ill and we still do the show. All right, so. all right, all right, all right, all right. The girlies start off the show and declare they're going to have their very first meatball war. Ew. But before the meatball war begins, Sam has an important announcement. I'm gay. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. No, that is coming <laughs> later, though. She gets very serious <laughs> and says that it was wrong of her. To tell everyone on the last web show that Fred has never kissed anyone. And she starts to stand up for her man by saying that the people who are teasing him Mm -hmm. probably haven't even kissed anyone either. And then she drops this bomb. She hasn't kissed anyone either. Bum, bum, bum. T. I I don't believe it. You know, I don't believe that Sam has never kissed anyone. She had a whole boyfriend. She had, she literally dated my ex-boyfriend. Dude, she was fucking a whole ass dude in a porta potty at a cuttlefish at a cu- concert. How, oh. Hell no, she's never kissed a man. Hell no, what do you mean? She went home, she went to third base in a porta potty. I believe it. I I can't. I, I. She said there's poop smell in the <laughs> air and dick in my coochie, but I do not mind. I do not. She said that's not a real kiss. That's not a real kissy kiss. We just, we just fucked, you know, but there was no kissing. 
So it doesn't count. Yeah, it wasn't tongue to tongue. <laughs> it was dick to cooter. Carly panics and pauses the show with a picture of a man with shrimp up his nose. Sam is confused why Carly stopped the show. And Carly says that her lying to help Freddie was amazing. But Sam didn't lie. She really hasn't ever kissed anyone. <laughs> Still don't believe it. Carly is shocked because Sam always, and I quote, seemed so willing. And Sam leaves to go talk to Fred. Okay, so Carly is calling Sam a whore? Like, is she slut-shaming her? This was literally me having, like, my reputation in high school, but then never actually losing my virginity (laughs) until college. I mean. Carbon copies. The two of y'all, one and the same. It's just, I seemed so willing. I what mean, do you mean, seemed so willing? She's fucking like 15. What do you mean, seemed so willing? Us also being like, I don't believe that she has never kissed anyone. Girl, did you know me when I was 15? <laughs> I seemed so willing. Yeah, but Sam is a lesbian. So was I. <laughs> All right, everybody. I want to remind everyone that I went to college for um, creative writing, and I thought I would dabble with that. A little bit with my degree in narrative fiction uh, for this little last part. So, All right. Take it away. Thank you. Thank you, Natalie. We find ourselves on Fred's fire escape. Fred sits on his fire escape in the darkness of night. Some soft emo alternative rock music plays alongside the Seattle traffic and nightlife, creating his soundtrack for the evening. He looks out into the city, contemplative, calm, wondering what's going on i said hey (laughs) what's going on his thoughts are interrupted by a knock on the window he turns around is it yes it is her samantha the one who has caused him so much pain without pain wouldn't life be all too bland he shakes the thought from his head and ushers sam onto the balcony with him She sits on the windowsill instead of joining him on the ledge. God, she's so cool. So aloof. Freddie hated Sam's effortless disposition. He hated how much she intrigued him. Silence lingers in the air between them on the balcony. No breeze could blow it away. He wonders if Sam's heart is beating as fast as his. How much time has passed? Should he say something? Sam doesn't let him answer his own question. What's up? She says, breaking the silence. Freddy says the only thing he can. Nothing. Freddy turns the music off. Sam offers him a meatball. He declines. She throws a meatball off the balcony, like a child throwing a penny into a fountain. What would she wish for? Freddy wonders. Freddy looks at her. That was really brave. I was like, throwing the meatball off the balcony was really brave. <laughs> but then Freddy continues. What you said. In reference to what she said on iCarly. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah. That, that, that is yeah, what happened. I think we have a podcast about, right? right. <laughs> Sam's surprised that he heard it, to which Freddie goes, You didn't think I'd miss iCarly. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get bullied by these bitches daily. Sam admitted y'all were only co workers and not friends. You straight up abandoned the show in its entirety for a week because of the aforementioned bullying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I think you'd miss an episode of iCarly. <laughs> Sam says, I'm sorry. Not, 
I'm sorry, but, but Sam Puckett actually says, Sam, I am Samantha sorry, Puckett. period. Period. For everything she's done. Fred's like, mm-hmm. what? Does this mean you aren't going to degrade me anymore? Sam's like, like, no, of course not. I'll just apologize every <laughs> few years to have a clean slate. Fred is like, oh, thank God. He was about to die at the idea of his dom no longer degrading him in public. <laughs> He's like, God, I need it too badly. I need it too oh, much. He's like, don't stop. You. Don't stop. Please. Oh, my God. Don't oh. stop. Don't stop. Also, I forgot to mention earlier. I didn't want to interrupt your uh, amazing storytelling here. Thank you. But the emo music that is playing in the background is a real song. The and emo it's, music? It's uh, playing in the background. Um, It's not a loser speaking. And <laughs> it's called Running Away by AM. I... I literally can't believe this is a real song. It's so bad. It sounds like TV music. Yeah. How are you a real band making TV music? I can't. They should have played a 1-800-Don't-Kill-Yourself right here. Who can relate? Freddie can relate. That's who. Fred's like, oh, thank God. It would be way too weird if you didn't make my life miserable all the time. Sam starts to reflect on how dumb the pressure of a first kiss is and how she wishes she should just get it out of the way so she didn't have to worry about it anymore. When Fred realizes she was not lying on iCarly and that she is also a no-kiss dry-lip virgin, he almost says something but then stops himself. Sam's like, what? Say it. Fred's like, okay. I was just going to say, Sam interrupts him, that we should kiss. Fred looks down in shame. You're going to break my arm now, right? Sam has been waiting, waiting. for this moment to have an waiting. excuse to kiss her man. Literally. Waiting. She was on that. So He didn't even finish. She's like, finally, this little fucking pussy ass bitch finally was thinking about saying it. And now I can say She was it. like, that we should that kiss. You, that me and you, you should smoochy smooch. She was like. Mm-hmm. 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 And it's me and you. <laughs> and it's enemies to lovers. <laughs> also, this boy has PTSD. He was like, this is when you're going to you're going to obliterate me. You're going to beat me until I can't remember who I am anymore. More like his you're degradation gonna- kink. Like, it's like as soon as he says anything about her, <laughs> she like beats the he shit out like, of him. Oh. Uh, are you going to yeah, beat, beat me, me now? Uh, oh, my God. Don't hit me. Oh, my God. He's like, no, I mean, like, no, it's, it's like, don't okay, if you did beat me, you know? Don't stop. Uh, <laughs> but, like, but, like, we should, like, totally kiss. But, like, if you did beat me, like, I'd be okay with that, too, you know? <laughs> like, it'd be consensual. Like, I wouldn't press charges. Yeah. Like, it'd be fine. <laughs> Sam's like, no, I'm not going to beat you up. He's like, oh, shit. Because <laughs> she wants to kiss him. <gasps> Freddie's like, well, should we? You know, just so we can get it over with. And Sam agrees, just to get it over with. Just. And and you swear we go right back to hating each other as soon as this is over. Pinky swear. And Freddie goes, totally. And we never tell anyone. Mm-mm-mm. And Sam agrees, never. never. Then the two of them just sit there mm-hmm, staring mm-hmm. at each other taking it all and in sam goes well lean <laughs> fred goes in for the smoocheroonie mm-hmm. and baby boy is he, he is feeling those lips Ooh. upon his tent is pitched 
for Fred. <laughs> but Sam is literally just sitting there, eyes wide open, realizing that she is, in fact, a lesbian in this moment. I have to disagree. I have to no. disagree. She is just afraid of her no. feelings and needed to stay no, guarded. Nope, no, that is your she hetero. She needed to evaluate. No. She was like, why am I no. loving this? This why? is your heteronormativity speaking right now. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Because in no. what instance no. would a woman no. who is ever into something sit there wa- eyes wide open with a kiss looking like she wants to die in that moment shall i send the camera footage of every single one of my hookups i mean bestie you might be exposing yourself to be a lesbian yourself listen <laughs> sexuality is confusing <laughs> And if you don't have, if you don't have a strong male role model, it is hard to be intimate with men. So it makes total sense that a girl without a dad like Sam Puckett would find it difficult to surrender to Freddie. Surrender? Closing her eyes while kissing is surrendering, I would say. Which is why I never do it because I'm the alpha. Anyway, Sam is a lesbian and she's realizing it in this moment. No, Sam is just like me and finds it difficult to be intimate with men because men are scary because she doesn't have a strong male role model. Anyway, <laughs> after the smooch is over, Freddie goes, well, that was nice. Yeah, nice. Uh, Good work. Thanks. Um, You too. They're about to like high five. Yeah, like, literally. <laughs> like dap like, up. Literally. Yeah, so, so, solid try, bro. We fucking. Yeah, anyway, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So about this game tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Sam dips back into the building, but Freddie stops her by saying, Hey, I hate you. Sam smiles and goes, I hate you too. Your Honor, this is it. This is the on-screen couple I projected onto as a child, and it ruined my ability to healthily communicate in relationships in adulthood. What the hell? Also, this is sex. This is literally yeah. like a, is, a sitcom yeah. post-awkward sex scene. Yeah. The whole kissing thing is an allegory for sex yeah. because they're talking about it way too seriously uh, yeah i uh i agree um i you know this is the enemies to lovers that really you know it fucked ruined up me. my entire life from here on in. i bully every man i talk to when men have ghosted me because i'm too mean to them and i'm like bestie have you never seen icarly come on <laughs> get with it have you never seen icarly have you get never. with it get with it you want a Carly Shay, not a Sam Puckett? Okay, I'm not the bitch for you. I am not the bitch for you. I am not a Nata loser. I am a Sam Puckett and Freddie, okay? <laughs> nah, you're still not a loser. Yeah. It's on your birth certificate, <laughs> me thinks. I think it's so funny because Fred is clearly in Niagara Falls right now. He's all in his little flirt mode. He's feeling himself. He's like, yeah, we just did the little, mwah, mwah, mwah. we just did a little smoochy. I'm going to flirt with her. She's gonna and it love was it. both of us. And it was both of us. <laughs> and Sam is just like, yeah. And I love how you said that she smiled because she, she did smile, but she also was like, I hate you too. Like she like kind of like scoffed at him. <laughs> and Sam is literally like, "Yeah, 
I'm not attracted to men and I still hate Freddie as a friend because I am a lesbian. I was going <laughs> to continue to disagree because I feel like I react the same way Sam does mm-hmm. when I'm faced with an intimate situation with a man. Ah. But then I remember I do have a lesbianic crisis mm-hmm. every other year or so. So you might be onto something. Maybe. But, but, we'll, but we'll put a it pin in it. It could just be. That some women struggle <laughs> to be intimate with men because they don't have fathers. Period. But they could also be gay. They you could never also know. Be gay. Oh, they could have both. If anyone they knows the answer, I'd love to know. <laughs> right in, please. I rewatch iCarly listeners. Please head to iRewatchiCarly.com and scroll down to the bottom to the comment section where you can send in and decide whether or not I'm a lesbian or I just or- have intimate intimacy issues with men because of my <laughs> absent father i am a steady stand we all know this but the whole like her keeping her eyes open like dead like dead in the eyes nothing there and then she was like i hate you too like she's having a little she's she went home and she read like the lesbian master doc immediately after that kiss <laughs> she is having a moment she's having a crisis i feel like i have to say something right now oh no what i very frequently open my eyes while kissing people just because I know you're not supposed to do it. (laughs) And I think it's funny to watch their little face while they're so into it and completely unaware that you're looking at them. (laughs) Is it really that weird? You never open your eyes to see what's going on in front of you? I mean, like, I'll do, like, a little, like, but I, like, close my eyes again. Like, I'm not, like. And it's me with my eyes open. (laughs) And it's you and Sam with your eyes open. (laughs) Just staring at each other. Yeah, the two of you guys. She's a minor. Guys, we've made it to the post credit scene fucking barely. We have had a lot of revelations come out just now. Yeah. Um, we've had a lot of self-reflections. I'm gay. Um, we've had I'm a not full gay. episode of SETI material. Hell yeah. Uh, but here we are. This Junie from the Spy Kids looking ass introduces himself as Tom Placid, not Flaccid. <laughs> And says that he can play <laughs> basketball while riding a unicycle. All right. And then he proceeds to speed over to the hoop on his little unicycle and shoots the ball, gets it in the hoop, and then speeds back over to the camera and just finger guns the camera. This turd-ass looking kid popping up right after that erotic-ass <laughs> scene was the equivalent of if there was a jump scare after Jim and Pan's first kiss in the office <laughs> yes i didn't i did not like that transition no it was not seamless it was frightening it was it was just like it was like they kiss it so tender what's gonna happen so hey you guys i look like junie from spy kids i'm was tom placid okay. i literally just excreted into my panties but all right you can keep going but okay fuck all right i'll watch you fucking shoot a basketball on a fucking unicycle i yeah, guess i guess it's like the most erotic thing that you could watch and then the most unerotic thing that you could watch I was back initially going to gonna put, it's like if there's a jump scare after porn, but I was like, I don't want to call two minors <laughs> kissing porn. Yeah. 
I mean, that wouldn't be the worst thing that we've said on the episode, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, you're right. But to my 12-year-old self, like, that was the most just, like, thing I'd ever seen. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. You know, I know. I was like, this is the best. And it's like, you know how, how little girls, like, they can't, like, I feel like it's a thing where, like, young girls don't watch porn. They read porn, like, Twilight and stuff like that. Like, that was porn to us. Like, the romance of it all and the buildup and the feelings and the emotions. It's like, porn doesn't do anything for me. But I hate you. I hate you, too. (laughs) I was wrecked for life mentally. (laughs) Mentally scarred. Who knows what's going on up here? Mentally scarred. Thanks, you two. Well, guys, that is the end of the episode. We have finished it with a jump scare. But this week's Pod Babe of the Week is HB, who wrote us a nice little note on our website saying that they want more episodes, which we wish that we could give it to you guys, okay? We would give you anything we could. And I just say it, we'll give it to you. We'll give it to you. Yeah, but in the beginning, I was unemployed. Yeah. (laughs) And now the two of us are both fully employed, you know, full-time employees in corporate America. So it do be hard, but we are trying our best. If you guys want to help us out, subscribe to the podcast, download the podcast, share the podcast with your friends, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Post it on social media. Yep. Put it in your stories. Retweet us. Like our Twitter things. (laughs) I know it sounds lame as fuck, but if you like the podcast, the best way to get us Mm -hmm. to be able to make more of the podcast is to make the podcast profitable so we can quit our day jobs. Yeah. We would love to make more content for you guys for sure. So anything that you guys can do to help support us would be absolutely amazing. And we are going to try our hardest to make more content for you guys. So thank you, HB, for being such a loyal fan that you want more of us. And you can catch more of us in two weeks. When we rewatch, I give away a car. And we hope that you rewatch it with us. Thanks Thanks for for listening. If you love I Rewatch iCarly, go ahead and leave us a review on the Apple Podcast app or rate us on Spotify. And if you want a chance to be Podbabe of the Week, be sure to check out our Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook page at I Rewatch iCarly for more content. And head over to our YouTube channel for extended uncut videos of each episode. You can also find Cersei at cersei.mp3 on Instagram. And you can find Natalie at Natalie R. Collins on Instagram, where the rest of our our social media is linked in our bios. Disclaimer, I Rewatch iCarly is not affiliated with iCarly or Nickelodeon in any way, shape, or form. We shall not be held responsible and or liable for anything we say. Anyone listening to our podcast agrees to not hold us liable for what we say or display. We are merely a third-party conglomeration of stories and theories about or pertaining to iCarly, its cast, and creators. Said theories or stories may or may not use real names, always in semi-real and slash or mostly or substantially fictitious ways. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and if you choose to take anything we say 100% seriously you are an idiot but we are also idiots you don't mean anything we say long story short free speech fair use you can't sue us because we're
we're making it up. Good day.